Aloha mai kako and welcome to Daily Dakine. This is a sacred space where I'll be sharing mana'o from an eclectic Hawaiian spiritualist perspective. My name is Kehal Paulo and some of you might know me as Mother Earth. I'm the founder of High Vibe Hui. I'm a lifestyle and wellness coach, a ho'ohana mahome kanakapreneur, and a certified metaphysical practitioner specializing in modern sidereal astrology, mana medicine, and tarot. Join me here every day as I dabble in daily devotions, learn more about Napo Mahina, and share my nohoana as a self-employed mother, wife, and ho'aloha. I'm bored in the ka'a and I'm in the ka'a board. Um, welcome to episode number 22 of Daily to Kind. I'm Kehal. And this episode, I, I just talk about all kinds of stuff. It's all over the place. All over the place. Maybe that's what we should call it. Um, all over the place. Because <laughs> uh, it is. Um... I, I end up talking, making a fucking 20 minute segment talking about Kamei. So you can skip that if you want. It's the first one. And then we get into all of our daily shit. And then at the end, um, we talk a little bit about end times, the mind calendars, behind astrology. Uh, so if you're interested in that, to stay tuned. Aloha, my kako. So. Your girl is here late. I know you guys maybe don't really know, but um, I am. My my weekends are always off. Um, and my weekends are Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Because Kamei works for tens. So uh, when he's around, it, it you know, it feels like a, a weekend, you know. And so, um, whatchamacall. I, I didn't start my morning like how I usually start my mornings. Because he just throws everything off this fucker. Nah, just kidding. Um, but anyways, yeah. So this morning, we are at the DMV in South Weber County. He has to take a CDL test um, for work. He's just trying to build up his mail. I don't know what the hell you call him. His stuff, you know, so that he can um, build, get, get, get up higher in the company. Um, if you guys don't know, my husband does tree work. Um, he has been an arborist for a very, very long time. And thanks to me, to be honest with you, <laughs> when we first moved back to Utah, oh my God, when was that? Maybe, maybe two, oh God, 2012 or some shit like that, or 13 maybe. Yeah, maybe it was around 2013. Um, what you call like he was trying to find work, but he didn't want to go back to work for the same company that he was working for. Um, he was doing stuff like working in like, um, you know, those cold warehouses where they like stack up all kinds of foods on these pallets and all this kind of stuff. Like he used to do that. And, um, oh no, I gotta go doo Why? Oh my God. I just said that so loud. Oh, go take my window up. Anyway, sorry. People was walking right by my car when I said that. But anyways, um, fuck, I gotta, fuck. And in order to get into the building, you got to go stand in one line. And I'm not fucking doing that. Just to go freaking doo-doo. And I hate going in public bathrooms. Nasty. That's a whole other thing. My mona all on that. Oh, girl. If you knew what I know, it's disgusting. Not just because it's a public bathroom, but so much more. 
about the air in there and all that. Anyway, okay, forget it. So, um, I. No, no, it's stuck. Shit. Okay, anyway. Okay, so, um, what was I saying? So, for Kamei, yeah, he'd been doing tree work for a long time. And then, oh, yeah, and I was telling you guys about how I was the one that got him into the tree industry. Yeah, so we moved to Utah. He didn't want to go back to work for the company that he was working for before, like, and do that kind of work because he hated it. And so, um, I was helping him look for jobs. And then I found one that had to do with tree work. And they were looking for a groundsman who would be trained and then eventually become a climber. And this guy, not afraid of heights, you know? So I'm like, hey, you ever think about that? Like working in trees? And he was like, uh, I don't know, maybe. And I'm like, well, this guy is saying that he's willing to train the right person and it's a small business and you know all this kind of stuff so he was like okay well i'm gonna check him out so he emailed a guy and then he ended up talking to him and then they met that day his name was mike woods and he had a he has a, a tree company here in utah um called all woods tree service or something like that so committee worked for him for a few years and learned a lot from this guy and um we ended up moving to las vegas um what in 2017 so yeah he worked for him for about four years and then when we moved to vegas he got a job working for another small company but that guy was not like mike um he was kind of a prick but most people in vegas are pricks but so he worked for him for a little bit and then i was telling him like you know go you need to go work for a bigger company because this guy is a prick and he's not paying you what you're worth and you know you know my you know my health benefits i'm like you need to work for a bigger company so lucky me because my husband listens to the shit i tell him you know so he um was like yeah okay i'm gonna gonna look for another company and stuff so he ended up finding davy tree which is like one of the top tree companies in our nation and um well i shouldn't say in our nation but in america and so um well, I guess this fucker went passes the kind test, his driving test. Um, so anyway, um, he got in with Davey, of course, because, you know, he's he's a very good worker. And, you know, he probably got good, a good, they, they, his boss, Mike, probably gave a good word, you know, to Davey when they checked his, the kind, is it references? Yeah, his references and or whatever it is, you know, like when they check your job history or whatever. And so, um, yeah, he got the job right away and he worked for them the whole time we were in Vegas um, for, um, shit, I don't even know how, a few few years. And then we moved back to um, Utah last year um, for my father because his health was not doing really good. And then... um, and that happened the first time too, you know, when we first moved Vegas the first time um, and we came back to Vegas. Remember when I was saying he never, he never like worked for that same company. We came back because my dad's health was was bad. And then we moved away for a few years and then his health got bad again. So I'm just like, I, you know, I don't know, just something about my dad and his health and me moving away. I don't know. But anyways, um what was i saying yeah so when we moved back to utah because my dad ended up finding out he had cancer um 
whatchamacallit, I came first here to Utah. And then Kameen came after. And I helped him find a job still doing tree stuff, but it was like a different part of tree work. Um, it was more like serving. It was it's it's better on the body because he does a lot of climbing. And like he had gotten to the point in the tree industry where he was like his everybody would call him the son of Davy because like he was like the like in Vegas at the least. Um he was a big deal. Like everybody he was like the best foreman in the yard, the best climber. He was really good at his work. And that's just Kamei. Like, he's just that kind of person. Even when he was working for that, the Miracle company or whatever the hell it was called, um, where they put all the foods on the palate and all that kind of shit, they actually would have, like, um, I don't know, like competitions or something um, in their thing. Um, and he would always win. And he would win all kinds of shit. He would win money, gift cards, like, all kinds awards and you know be recognized for all this kind of shit like he's just that kind of person where he's just he really dedicates himself once he's in something it's he's in it and so and i i feel like that's why our marriage also works because it's like he's in this you know um for the long run so anyway um and he's a good ass husband i mean we do have our problems and shit and i like fucking punch his face but um you know he, he's a good ass dude but anyways yeah so he's just like that just good at what he does and so um he had been doing this work for many many years and you know he's tired and he's all scratch up and just yeah he's he he needed a break so i tried to find him a job oh it's 11 11 i tried to find him a job doing tree work still because he really loves that industry um, but maybe on the side where it's like, you know, not so taxing on the body. And yeah, so I found him something here working for a company called ACRT, which is the company that actually writes all the like the learning books, like the training manuals and shit that arborists use to get like certified and shit like that. So it was actually a big company. I didn't even know because I don't know shit about tree work. I just seen him. I said, oh, sound good and he can do this so i applied him for it and he ended up getting it so he got to move here um he was getting paid pretty decent with the company um and then he didn't have to climb anymore he was driving they gave him a fucking vehicle he had all this kind of allowances living allowance food allowance medical all the good shit and um but he didn't like it he really hated it because it was a lot of driving it was a lot of serving basically you're just looking at the power lines and seeing if um in about three to five years if this tree that's next to the power line is going to grow tall enough to the point where it's going to touch it or something and then if it does then he had to mark it and and say you know this tree is is whatever kind of a tree and in three years or four years it's going to you know it's going to i don't know what the fucking wording is but you know it's gonna it's gonna hit this power line and so we need to get the climbers um to to chop it down or whatever to trim it back or whatever needs to be done so he would have to put all these details in and it was just too i think it was it was too boring for him um he didn't like the driving he didn't like working alone um as much as he thinks that he's an introvert, he is very extroverted. Maybe he's an introverted extrovert. I don't know. 
but he he was working on his own he didn't have some supervisor all the time with him or whatever like once they trained you that was it you're on your own and it's like this is your grid and then you have like this huge area of land that you have to survey and you have to drive all over it looking for trees near power lines and marking them on this like tablet so anyways yeah he fucking didn't like it even though for me i was like bro give me that fucking job like i would have loved the fuck out of that driving listening to my own music fucking eat snacks no bother me and fucking put shit in on a fucking tablet shit i could have done that anyway so um after that you know when he was telling me like i'm really unhappy with this job like i i don't want to do this and like, bro, first you tell me, like, fucking rest your body. And you all fucking the kind, bust up. And all this shit. I go find you a freaking job. Like, still doing tree stuffs. And you're not happy with them. I'm like, you're freaking irritating. So, I found him. Oh, no, no, no. I never find him this one. So, so there is this new guy that came into the company. Um, who's very, he was also into the tree industry. Like, all kinds of stuff that he's done. And he knows a lot of people, too. So he ended up really liking Kamei, like everybody does. And he told him, I don't I guess, I guess Kamei expressed to him that he really didn't, he wasn't happy with the job. And so the guy was like, well, oh, I know what it was. He was like, show me what you can do. Like, let's go to a park. And like, I want to see you climb. So um, Kamei had all his like climbing gear in his fucking truck because on lunch breaks, this is how fucking chronic he is about climbing. On his lunch breaks, instead of eating like a normal human, um, he would fucking eat, you know, fast kind and then go to parks around wherever the fuck he was or wherever there was like open area to get trees. And he would go fucking climb trees like a fucking crackhead. So anyway, so he would always have all his climbing gear that he, he had from, you know, doing tree work before. So him and the guy went to this park um, in Ogden and he fucking climbed the tree for you know like you know he climbed the tree at the park and then the guy was like super impressed apparently and was like hey if you really want to get back to climbing i know someone that works for Asplen, and i guess they're like the number one tree company in america so he was like yeah i know the, i know the top guy and i can get you in and so um Kamei was telling me, he was like, do you think I could trust him? And like, should I, for, like, do you think he's for real? And I'm like, I mean, I guess. Like, why would somebody say that if they cannot really do that? And so he was like, oh, yeah, true. And I'm like, well, just, you know, just see what happens. Just say, yeah, I am interested. So he told a guy, yeah, I'm interested. And then he gave him the number, the phone number, because I guess the night before or whatever, the guy was texting with the other guy and saying, hey, I know this climber and he want, he's looking for work. So the guy was like, well, we're not hiring, but, you know, if, if he can show me what he can do, then maybe I'll hire this guy. So, um, yeah, he gave Kamei the guy's number. The guy told him the same stuff and was like, but, you know, we can meet up today if, if you can. And then, you know, you could, sh- you could show me what you can do. So on Kamei's lunch break, he was like, hey, well, this is my lunch break. This is where I stay. And, you know, if you like me over there, I'm going to be at this place. So the guy met up with him. And the guy was also impressed. And so he was like, yeah, I'm, yeah, we're going to hire you. So he instantly got the job. I guess that's how you interview. I don't fucking know. And then um, he started, um, so then he put in his, his, the kind for the company 
that he was going to quit or whatever. And then he started working for that company. And that's actually the company that cuts the trees that where he's putting in the information into that tablet. They're the climb, they're, they're the tree company that goes in and cuts all the trees. So um, he had told the boss for that one company, ACRT, like, oh, yeah, I apply for Aspen because I'm not happy doing this work. And I really want to go back to climbing. And they hired me. So, you know, I wanted to put in my two weeks. And then the guy was like, oh, you can just make this Friday your last day and then let them know you're going to start on Monday. So it was like a really smooth transition for him. So um, now he's climbing. And so now, even though he had, you know, he's run a crew before and he used to be a foreman, he's been a climber. He has to start from the bottom with this company because they need him to be trained their way, not the Davey way, if that makes sense. So he has to relearn sort of, you know, um, how to climb and how to cut and all that kind of stuff and and whatever the fuck they do in their company's way. So um, he has to start from the bottom, which I think was kind of like frustrating for him because he's like, okay, I already know all this shit. But um, I guess, you know, he's really um, showing them that he does know his shit. So the boss is like, trying to find loopholes to get him to be a foreman sooner um i guess they have a certain amount of time and certain trainings and you know just all this stuff right because like osha and i don't know all this stuff so they're trying to like speed up the process but still like keep it according to whatever but i think they're just they're i don't know i don't really know so anyways, um, but yeah, like everybody is apparently super impressed um, with his skills and he's been going with different um, crews to find out like who his fit is going to be with. And of course, he he's with all the brown peoples. Um, I don't know that they call themselves the brown boys. I guess they're the only crew with the and they got melanin in their skin or some shit. I don't fucking know. I, I, I think it's like a Mexican guy and a Popolo guy. And so, yeah, he's been with them now. Um, and apparently he, the foreman is a Popolo guy, a big Popolo guy. And he's like, yeah, I want this. I want this guy. Like he told the boss that or something. I don't know, some shit like that. He tells me all kinds of stories. I, so enough, listen. He listens to my podcast. He's going to be so mad at me. Anyway, um, so when he was going with all these different crews, you know, they, they have people been talking about him you know like oh yeah you know even though he's a groundsman like he knows how to climb and he climbs good and apparently with this yard he is the best climber and the boss told Kamei that he climbs better than the highest paying climber in that yard which is his foreman so um I don't know I told Kamei I said to you get a lot of potential and hopefully they take care of you. You just need to make sure you're getting paid what you were. And so, I don't know. Apparently, his boss is um, is really on it and very honest, too. So, the boss was telling Kamei, like, yeah, I want to hurry up and get you to where you need to be so that you're getting paid what you need to be paid, like, what you should be getting paid for your skills. So, he was like, I want to bump your pay up. So, you need to get your CDL. You need to make sure you do this test. You need to make sure you do that one. Like, he's telling him all the stuff that he needs to do. And he's like, just do it. Get it done. Um, you know, fast. Like, soon. Because you already know these things. So, you should already have them, Paul. 
basically right and so that's i guess just having so usually they give you a time frame like okay well within six weeks you can you can get to you know be a trimmer one and then in another six weeks then you can be a trimmer two but i think they're just doing that because they're basing it off of like a person who's going into this and not knowing nothing so they're giving them six weeks so i think the loophole that he's trying to find is like okay well he already knows these things so can he just take the test and get certified and it's almost like um testing out of a class or something you know so it's like you don't have to take the whole entire class you just you just take a test and then that proves right like we talked about yesterday it's a whole ike you're displaying you're showing that you know this thing you know you know you know this information and then you can just move into that position so anyway yeah that's kind of what's happening that was the long story of why we're here at the dmv right now because he's getting a cdl but he deals with a lot of self-doubt kind of stuff because he's really nervous about this test and i'm like i don't even know what the fuck you're nervous about like <laughs> you know how to fucking drive trucks like you've been doing that for all kind jobs so like you're fine just use your fucking common sense he's taken even um like like sample tests or whatever's online and he got, he passes them like he got like a hundred on the last one that he just did the other night so i'm like they're <laughs> I don't even know what you're worrying about. You're being fucking ridiculous right now. So anyways. Oh, excuse me. I chugged my shakeology this morning. So I smacking get the, like, I don't know, like I'm going to burp or something. But anyways. Okay. Wow. Was that 20 minutes? You see, I'm in the car and I'm just bored by myself. I brought snacks. Where's my snacks? Oh, where does freaking guy pull my snacks? Oh, of course. He makes it right behind my chair. Oh. I got me pretzel chip, chips. You know, sometimes after you drink the Shakeology, it's so sweet. <sighs> Depending on what kind of liquid you put inside the Shakeology. You just need something salty, you know? Mm. Pretzel chips are the way to go. Okay. I'm being rude now. All right. I'm going to snack for a little bit and then we'll get back to... um what we usually do well, well i never write my list of 10 things yet so i'm gonna need some snacks write my 10 list first of 10 do our devotions talk about the moon and i also wanted to um talk a little bit about the mayan calendar and share some stuff that I read online, theories about what's going on right now and how it relates to the Mayan calendar. This is the part of my show that I call Pomahina Kintings, and it is June 19, 2020. Um, the moon will be lono yes lono it's a ivakalua kumavalu pomahina and in vedic and eastern traditions this is represented by a lotus or lily a lily and in the hawaiian calendar lono is the second um what do you call the second sacred kane kapu pomahina 
I don't even know if I said that right, but it is, um, it's ruled by the element of fire and it is, it is connected with Kane or male energy. Um, so let, let's stick to, um, let's talk about the, the Eastern, um, what is it? Thought on this particular Pomahina. So in Vedic and Eastern tradition, it's either like a lotus or a lily. Okay. So it's like rising up from the, from the yucky stuff at the bottom of the lake. Right. So it's like, um, you know, after going through, you know, all of this dark stuff, um, or maybe a time of incubation for yourself, or you felt like you were in the dark, you weren't really making progress, or you felt stuck or something, you rise up from that. So that just think about, you know, how the the, the life of a, of a lily or a lotus, right? You know, they grow out of mud, yeah? And then they're this beautiful flower. So it's not allowing its circumstance to influence what it becomes, and it's so it's kind of like that. That's the sort of mana'o or not mana'o, but mindset that you need to come from at this time. Is like all of the things that have happened thus far during this lunar calendar. How are you going to bloom? Allow yourself to bloom and be unaffected by the circumstance, right? Um. So let's see. It's a, it's a favorable day. It's a day of opening all of the chakras. It's it's when you should have clear vision and clarity. You should feel balanced. You should be feeling compassionate. It's a time when you know your higher truth. You you um um because of the fact that you you've come thus far, right? You've rose from the the muddy bottom of the lake. And now you can see the light, right? And you're you're opening up, you're spreading open, you're liberating yourself, um, and being okay with showing, you know, yourself to others. Um, it's also really good for like buying or renovating a home. Um, you want to make sure that you are kind of staying high vibe. You know, think positive. You have an elevated attitude. Um, and because it's a good day for that, that means that you might not be feeling that way. Does that make sense? So you're, you're, you're getting the kako from the pomahina to get out of those yuck feelings that you might be having. Health-wise, it's one of the best days for like making peace with yourself, with the people in your life. Um, cleansing, detoxing, doing some kind of liquid fasting or juice diet is really good. You want to make sure that you don't... Um, you know, watch too much TV or too much exposure to bright lights. Be careful of that because it's like, right, you got to think about the flower, right? Coming out um, from the mud and it's it's like your eyes got to adjust my kind. So like you don't want to really like be staring full on yeah, at the sun like, oh, hey, sun. You know, like you opening, you just open up your leaves. You just didn't come out of the water. Like you just, just my kind, just a little bit of exposure. Like, okay, I'm going to watch TV a little bit and I'm going to go do some other stuff. And then I'm going to, you know, then I'm going to go on my computer after that and then i'm gonna do some other stuff like you know take breaks um okay so that's kind of with yeah how that how that is working um or how that is working what that's all about um what else what else can i can i tell you guys about this day um you know i i do want to say just you know um be ready for tomorrow okay tomorrow isn't going to be easy 
it's it's the day before the moon becomes completely black and that day is a is a bit difficult a lot of people do black magic too during that time it's it's when the black magic is is um powerful has a lot of mana um but anyways let's move on let's not focus on that i'm just i'm just saying just just be ready um you don't want to overeat today like i said juice is really good stay away from alcohol and smoking um illnesses are like not that bad like any disease in the body or disease it's, it's not that serious it's gonna be mine it's gonna be um not mindless it's gonna be temporary or it's harmless um just i would say protect the eyes better better to um you know not read as much not stare at screens as much not look at bright lights as much um you know use dim lighting today um what else fasting cleansing we talked about the health part of it already yeah 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 we did okay so um dreams dreams on this night are going to be prophetic okay it's they they believe that you will be able to see your future because of the fact that you, now you should have clarity right because you're aligned all your sh- your chakras are supposed to be open and aligned and balanced right now so you have clarity um and that's why it's so easy for um, us to get get into that negative place. Because you know how they always say, like, you know, not today, Satan, or whatever. It's like when you're in that good space, there's always some fucking shit that wants to come and ruin that or whatever. So it's because because today we're so aligned and we're so, our chakras are all open and we're feeling high vibe and we're seeing the light or whatever it is. There's always something that wants to bring us down, right? Wants to bring us back down into that space where we are. So you just have to make sure that you are protecting yourself, yeah? Um, as far as like money and like business, really good day for business um um also a good day to solve like financial issues that you might be having it's good for real estate for trade really good for going shopping shit like that just don't don't overboard yeah no 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 spend too much um i would say home work that you have to do in your holiday like house chores handle those things yeah because these past couple days we we weren't really doing those things you know um also if you're trying to conceive a child this is a really good day for conception um it's also a very good day for conceiving like a a project um starting a business but you need to do it today like right now okay because it's gonna get to a point where it's like no which is tomorrow um so yeah do it now um what else i don't know i think that's pretty much it um it's not good to cut trees, to pick flowers, to kill insects. You, you want to make sure you don't do that. Uh, oh, excuse me. But yeah, it's a very auspicious um, day in the, the lunar calendar. Very harmonious energy. Very clean. Very bright. Um, what else? Yeah, just don't be picking flowers and digging at the earth. And... Um, Make sure that you have control of your emotions. You're keeping your thoughts positive. Um, you have good intentions. Um, what else? I think that's pretty much it for that. Yeah, doing repairs in the house and just making sure that you're not overloading yourself mentally or physically. Uh, making time to rest. And usually people that get sick are are very 
unfriendly. They're not kind people. The ones that are having, you know, problems today, getting sick right now. Um, now, Hawaiian Lunar Calendar. Like I said, it was Lono. And it's the second of the the sacred um, Kane Kapu Pomahinas. I don't even know if that's the right way to say that. But anyways, so this energy, let's see. I'm cheating right now. I'm looking at my book. Um, it says, it's an excellent day for treating the sick, performing healing rituals, conducting blessings, and practicing spiritual folk ways. Um, in ancient Hawaii, one of the most important s- sacramental rites of passage for boys between the ages of four and five was ritually held on the night of Lono, referred to as Uakaikamua. He is the he is cast in the mua. Uakaikamua. It was the occasion when the male child was ceremonially installed in the men's eating lounge and ho'ola'a'ia, spiritual dedicated, spiritually dedicated to the god Lono. Boys who completed these initiation rites were subsequently placed under the aikapu, the eating taboo, and were no longer allowed to eat in the company of women. According to Hawaiian tradition, Ipu Lono's Kinolau, which is the physical manifestation of Lono, is the Ipu, the gourd. Um, they were planted during this time uh, because they were they were abundant at this time. So let's see what else. What's not good for today? Loud noises, pleasure seeking, quarreling, idle gossiping, lighting fires. Um, it was important to. Oh, okay. So remember from yesterday, you had to ho'omalu, right? You had the silence kapu. That was still in effect on this day. Um, no quarreling, no fighting, no gossiping. That wasn't tolerated back day. Lighting of fires, beating tapa. Um, noisy tasks were forbidden. Um, so I guess I don't have to vacuum my house today. Yay! Okay, so that was pretty much it. Um, so yeah. There you go. Pomahina Kaitings. All right, so we're going to get into our daily devotion. So we're doing 100 Days to Brave Devotions for Unlocking Your Most Courageous Self by Annie F. Downs. Um, today I'm going to read um, what our Nakain is for today. Um, but I do recommend you purchasing this book. It is really my cutie. You can get it in my kit. Kit.co slash Um, Click on books and it's the very first one. So this one, day 15, is ask the hard questions. And the scripture is Jeremiah tree. Oh, tardy tree. Tree. NIV. Yeah. And the reason why I'm reading them is because I haven't read it previously. Because like I said, my morning got all off because of coming in. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so this one says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. I like that. That's an NIV, by the way. I didn't say that. So it says, the fall in Scotland, my other home, is beautiful and crisp and the days get short in a blink. But those early afternoon hours take a golden hue that I've never seen before. After lunch one day in early October, I sat at the Starbucks across the street from the Eric Little Center. I don't know if I said that. Liddell, maybe? With just my journal, my Bible, 
a peach muffin and a soy chai. I felt totally alive. It was like every internal cylinder was firing and I was the optim- optimum Annie. I don't know if I said that word right. Um, I began to journal, wondering what was causing my heart to live in a perpetuate, perpetual state of pure, happy explosion. So I asked God a question. What is it, God, that makes me feel so alive? At the time, that didn't seem like a hard question, but something just opening the lines of communication with God allows the Holy Spirit to lead you to the harder places. I made a list of all the things that were true of my life at the moment. I was living in Scotland. I was single. I was doing college ministry. And quietly in my heart, I heard God say, you can do college ministry anywhere. And I knew. I sat back in my chair, a little in awe, and I said out loud to no one and everyone, oh, I'm going back home, back to Nashville. Sometimes we avoid asking God things because we fear what the answer will be, whether we're asking him why our lives feel so good, why he placed us where we are now, where he wants us to go next, or why something painful in our life is still so painful. However, when it is God who answers, it isn't something to be scared of. It takes bravery to ask the hard questions and listen for hard answers, but knowing that God works for your good and that his answers can be trusted is a great remedy for fear. Don't be afraid to ask God the things you really want to know. You may not get the answer you expect, but you will get an answer. Maybe sometimes you won't know why, or you don't really want to know why, or you don't even know what you're asking or what his answer will lead you to or away from. Whatever it is you can ask, whatever it is, you can ask. There, that's how you read it. Um, so I can't read Hawaiian and out loud, and I can't read English out loud. Even if and when things are hard, you can always ask God, what's your plan for me? What am I supposed to be learning right now? And he will show you the answer. And those answers, my friends, they are the answers that bring peace. Ask God the hard questions. Be brave. So this is our Ha'avina. What is one question you've been afraid to bring to God? Ask him the question right now, out loud, and listen for his answer. Um, I'm us- I usually don't struggle with this, like asking God questions. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, it, it's just something, I, for me, it's natural. That's the first thing I think of is like, if I'm ever confused and I need more clarity or I need direction or guidance, I don't go to my mom. I mean, if you understand or have ever heard me talk about my upbringing and my mommy issues that I have, but I've, I've just, I don't go to my mother. Um, I always go to God. That's where I go first. If I don't know, um, And so right now, I would say something that I don't really have clarity on that I could ask God. It's just that I haven't done it because I don't feel like I need an answer right away. It's not like something I need to know now. But I guess I could ask, you know, like, am I supposed to be living in Utah in the mainland or or can I move home? You know, I I feel like that's where I need to be. I feel like that's where my people are. I feel like I want to be a part of this whole movement um, to just Aloha Aina and Kukia'i everything. And I feel helpless here because I can't show up physically. And I know many people will say all these things to comfort me and all that shit. But it's like that still isn't 
making my soul feel satiated um because there's just something about physically being present that is so powerful um and i can't do that you know so um anyways and it's not like oh yeah i want to go there and get arrested but i want to i want to be there with my people you know and i can't do that (laughs) all the way over here (laughs) so there has been that thought in my brain like should should we move back home but then there's that other part of me where i'm like kind of freaked out to move back home because there's so much fuckery going on too just with not not even the government okay now we're just talking about like fuckery with the people like it's like people are going crazy too like you've got all this like missing children and the human trafficking and just like a lot of crime i read on twitter last night from my girlfriend she was saying like who the fuck is blocking something and mobbing people i i forgot what it was like you know and i was just like wait what people are getting mobbed like what is happening back home like i don't understand so there is a small part of me where i'm like should i just stay in this little suburb in utah with all these lds people that you know they look at us weird because we're brown um and they don't understand why how we look so young and we have all these children that look like they're the same age as us <laughs> somebody said that to me last night we went out to eat or was it last night no it wasn't last night it was the what was it oh yeah it was was wait today's friday thursday wednesday was wednesday night we went out to eat and this guy just like asked us straight up like he was an old holly guy and he came up to us and he was like i don't mean to come off rude but i'm just very curious he was like um are you friends with this young man here or are you his parents or maybe his older siblings i'm just curious because you guys look very young and then i see these two young boys and so i'm wondering is this your brother is this somebody's brother and then these are your two children like what is the dynamic here (laughs) so i told him like oh that's our son he all three of these boys are our children and he was so confused and he was like you could pass for being like 23 maybe and i and i'm thinking your oldest son is maybe 18 and i'm like well he's 17 but yeah i'm i'm 41 and he was like what like he was just so shook and so (laughs) i mean that's an awesome compliment but i mean i i get that a lot though i get that i look young a lot um even when um I don't know what whatever even with Layla like a lot of people in Vegas used to think that like we were friends like I've had guys like come up to me and say like oh can I get your friend's number um and I'm like uh no and then they look at me like well cock block you know or whatever and I'm like I'm her mother I am the wrong person to fucking ask like for her fucking number you know what I mean but anyway so I've always had shit like that you know where it's like I kind of look young um, and I also probably act kind of young. Like, I'm much more immature than my daughter, you know? Like, she carries herself very, like, mature. Like, I always tell her, like, I think that she has an old soul. Um, 
and and so yeah she like she just carries herself so much differently than i do so you know a lot of people probably think that i'm like a i'm young you know and then she's just like a mature young girl you know and and then i'm just a fucking stupid young girl but anyways (laughs) so there's that what were we talking about oh my god i forgot but um yeah so i'm just kind of worried about that kind of stuff is like i just feel like everybody back home is kind of going mental i really feel like i want to be there but i don't want to deal with all the extra bullshit and so i'm like do i just stay here where people kind of like not to say that there's no crazy people but where i am i feel like i'm in a little bubble in my suburban fucking neighborhood um you know we don't see all the crazy stuff you know like that's happening in salt lake or that happened in salt lake with the protests where they flipped over the car and i heard there was a shooting like we're not over there in the city so i'm like should i start being grateful for my my where i live um you know and we we do get to experience the four seasons here you know whereas in hawaii we wouldn't really be able to experience that but then again it's really beautiful to be able to fucking have a garden all year long you know um that's one that would be wonderful so yeah there's just shit like that you know um that i've been thinking about so i guess that would be my question is like do we move do we stay like what's what what's what do i do what do we do because there's also part of me where i want my children to grow up around children that are like them learn more about their culture and like where they've they came from you know um because they are not learning that shit they're learning the colonial way here like i really want them to learn uh, like how to grow huli you know like what to do how to pound point i never learned this stuff like how to make pa'iai and you know the like just the hawaiian way of living you know because we were we're fucking unique ass culture and i really mean this from an unbiased place like if i weren't hawaiian i would think that that the hawaiian culture is so fucking unique and just magical because we were we're very spiritual as a culture um and we we are very connected with the land i feel like you know like haoles they're very disconnected from nature so i feel like that's why they turn never mind i don't want to make this a conversation but anyways yeah our culture is awesome and i'm i sometimes i wonder if if like moving home is in the cards for our family or not so that's what i would ask It's time for the magic. So um, day five is called Magic Money. And the quote on this one is um, by Christian Science. I don't know how to say that last word. Him, him, though. I don't know. Um, it says gratitude is riches. Complaint is poverty. I love that. That is so dope. So um, I'm going to read a little bit of this one to you. So it says, if there is a lack of money in your life, understand that feeling worried, envious, jealous, disappointed, discouraged, doubtful, and fearful about money can never bring more money to you because those feelings come from lack of gratitude for the money you have. Complaining about money, arguing about money, getting frustrated about money, being critical of the cost of something or making someone else feel bad about money are not acts of gratitude and the money in your life can never improve. It will worsen like holy shit right that is so 
powerful. So we are going to be giving thanks for all the money that we have been given throughout our life. And so our practice for today for magic money is to take a dollar bill or some kind of other small bill and write on a sticker or like a post-it in big letters that say thank you for all the money I've been given throughout my life I don't carry cash much so um, I'm gonna try we're gonna go grocery shopping today after um, he's pal at the DMV shit I've been here for a really long time like I want to say we got here at like 10 some 50 maybe I don't know and it's 12 already anyway okay so, um, yeah, when we go shopping, um, I'm going to try and get some cash back or something like that. Or maybe Kamei has some. Anyway, so I um, didn't write down the my, my, my list of 10 things um, for the count your blessings part. So um, that's what we need to do. And we're going to read them out loud. Why we're grateful for it. Say thank you, thank you, thank you. Feel that gratitude. So we're going to do that right now. So... Number one, what am I grateful for? I am grateful for, um, I am grateful for Beachbody again. We're going to talk about money maybe. Maybe it'll be money and self-worth shit. So I am grateful for Beachbody because it allows me to earn money, a residual income. I am literally to the point, I'm not balling out of control, but I'm to the point where I don't really have to do anything and I will earn money every single week because I have built residual income. And it's just like play money, you know, just to do uh, like extra stuff. If the if we decide we want to go out and eat and take the kids and go hiking or get icy or whatever, like we can. Whereas before it was always just committees money that we'd have and we'd always have to pay bills with it. And then the little bit that we had left, it was like save it just in case something pops up during the week you know and so now with this beach body money um you know it can it's either however you want to look at it it contributes to bills so that you know committees money doesn't have to be spent on bills it doesn't matter how you're looking at it because either way it's the same shit or it could be stuff that you know it's like money that we just throw in the savings um or money that we can go and do whatever the fuck we want with you know so it's really nice to have that freedom to not have to be so like oh how much does this cost let's add this all up you know at the grocery store or something or when we're gonna go put gas like oh okay wait let me go check how much money like i know i always have money now because of this residual income i'm so grateful i really am so thank you thank you thank you mahalo beach body um number two what else um i am grateful for um gosh I am grateful for, I don't, I'm trying to make it all about like finances and stuff like that, but that's the main part. But, oh, I'm grateful for Kamei's company that he works for um, because they, he's the breadwinner, really. Um, I want to, I want to change that though <laughs> with Beachbody, but yeah, he's the breadwinner. So I am super grateful for his company because they, they are the reason why we have a roof over our head and food in our tummies so mahalo 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 Asplen. number three um i am grateful for my parents i am i i feel like i haven't said them on here and i sh- i probably should um 
because you know in the past whenever we had issues with money and if they were in a space where they could they would help us out you know so um i don't ask them for help very much but oh you pass your driver's test you go boy um whenever i have asked them for help with finances they showed up and they they came through clutchy for us so mahalo 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 to my makua oh cute anyway number four sorry they were just hugging and celebrating anyway uh number four I am grateful for Akua. I am. Always. Because Akua is, is the reason why we have all the things that we do have in our lives. Like, you know, um, all, the, all, the, all the abundance that we have. You know, the car we're driving, the clothes I'm wearing, the food I get to eat, the plants that I buy, <laughs> the books, the crystals, the oracle and tarot cards like all the things that i have in my life my garden everything is because of akua everything so i am so grateful for akua for just providing at all the time um mahalo 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 um is this number five okay number five I am grateful for... I'm grateful for my best friend. Makalea Kushikuma. Chang is her um, maiden name. We went to high school together. Um, we just knew knew like each other, like passing kind. But we never we weren't like friends and hung out and all this kind of stuff. Um, we, we didn't get closer until, you know, our adult years. Um, and it was through like social media, really. Um, and Beachbody. And... Um, I am so freaking grateful for her. She has been there for me through the darkest points in my life. Never, ever has she ever made me feel like shit about myself, question myself. She has been a fucking lighthouse for me, a fucking pohaku. I love her to death. Um, she has showed up for me in ways like I just feel like Akua just sent her to me. Like she has showed up for me in ways that many of my friends haven't. And it's not to say that they're bad people or whatever, but like she is just so freaking loyal, ride or die. And like I just want to be the same for her. Like I, I'm, I hope that I reciprocate. I always say this to her, and she always assures me, but I still always say it. But I just want to make sure that I, I hope that I reciprocate that for her. Um, and that I'm showing up for her in ways that she needs me, you know? Because in the past, like, when we first moved to Vegas, oh, my gosh, it was a struggle. It was really difficult. Um, and she had, she would help me a lot with money. I didn't, I never even had to ask her either. She would just, I don't even know how she would know. I don't know if it was just something I was talking about someplace and she would see it. Or if she just knew my energy or, or so, I don't know. But just out of nowhere, there'd be moments and she would just be like, oh, I love you. Here's a hundred bucks. Like she would just Venmo me out of nowhere. Um, 
And it was like, oh my gosh, this just kept my electric bill on or, you know, whatever it was. I don't remember specifics of what it is, but you know, I would, I would tell her like, brah, you just, you just paid my gas, like for my car, like, you know, so come here, you can still go to work because we were struggling with that or, you know, whatever. Right. Because they're all, like I said, it, it was really, I, I don't usually ask for my parents for, for help. And if I have to, if I can make without, make do without, then we go make do without, you know? So it was like really hard for me to, you know, like ask my, my parents for help. So there were very many times where they didn't even know about the struggles that we were going through financially. It wasn't until it got really, really bad. Then I would be like, uh, I don't want my car to get repoed. Can you help me with a $400 payment this month? Um, you know, something like that, like real big kind stuff. But yeah, Maka, anyway, Maka, bruh, just, you guys don't even know, man. She really comes in clutch. Um, and so I just mahalo her for just always be my ride or die for being there for me. Um, always being there to listen and just, just be so supportive and just loving and just, oh my God, she's like the, the sister that I never really had or something. And it's funny cause she's a year younger than me, but I've always felt like she was like this big sister for me. Um, so mahalo, mahalo, mahalo. I love you, Maka. Okay. What number was that? What, I think that was number five. Okay, number six. Um, I am grateful for rain. <laughs> I know this sounds ridiculous, but you know what? It costs money, okay, to water my, my plants. It really does. And so when it rains outside, I, I am just super grateful for rain because then I don't have to do it, number one. I don't have to, I don't have to go outside and water my plants because Akua made it rain, you know? And so I am grateful for rain because it feeds the plants and I don't have to, you know, dip into my wallet to pay for the house water that is going to feed my plants. So yeah, we've been getting kind of a lot of rain lately. So I'm really grateful for that. Um, and my tomatoes have been, oh my gosh. Okay, we should do that one next. Okay, so that was number six. So number seven, I'm grateful for my my, my plants. I really am. My, my garden plants. I mean, even the ones in the house too. But I want to focus more on the garden because, oh my gosh, they are just growing abundantly. I had to prune them yesterday, my tomato ones, because they was going wild, girl. Like, I was like, girlfriend, holy shit, you are happy as fuck. You know, it's like, it's like when a girl meets a guy or whoever, a partner, and they're happy and they get fat. <laughs> I guess I'm going to compare it to that. And whole girl, she was going out of control. I was like, bruh, you, you're getting wild. You're getting real huge. So, yeah, I had to prune her ass back. Oh, my goodness. But I seen that she get choked cherry tomatoes coming. Um, this one specific one that I'm talking about. But, yeah, I'm so, so grateful for my plants. I like love my plants. My, you know, one time my father, yeah, he was over and he was making fun of me because my, my house window was open. I was outside in the backyard and um, I was talking to, to my Kahlo. I, I was, I was like, you are so beautiful. You are strong. I don't know. I was saying shit like that. He was like, um, are you, are you talking to your plants? And I'm like, yeah, the fuck? Yes. You don't do that. He's like, no. I just water them and fertilize it when I have to. I'm like, no, you need to sing to them. You need to say positive words of affirmation to them. They're like your children. Like, you got to pour into them. He's like, bro, I just pour water. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. But, um, yeah, I love my plants. I say that to you. I'm like, I love you because I do. I love my plants. And, 
you know, when we eat their fruits, you know, that's what's going to be nurturing our bodies. So you have to pour good into your plants in order to in order for it to give you good back. You know, it's a it's a beautiful exchange of energy. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what that was. Was that seven? So maybe we on eight. So number eight, I am grateful for Kamei because he really shows up. He provides for all of us. Um, if it weren't for him, we would, I wouldn't even have the, the things that I have. Gosh. Um, he really lets me do whatever the fuck I want. Really? Seriously. Like I can buy whatever I want. I can get whatever I want. All I got to do is just be like, Oh, I love this. Or I like this or something. And he'll be like, go get it. Um, so in that way, I'm kind of a brat, but he always tells me like, no, you, you deserve it. Like he's so sweet. He's fucking awesome when he's not annoying. Um, number nine, let's see what else, you know, I, I am really grateful for the people in my hui, like in high vibe hui, like Pili Aloha, my coaches, Brandy, my daughter, Maka is also a coach, of course. My husband is a coach. Um, we have, who else? There's Tiana. There's um, Shelly. There's, um, I'm brain farting right now, Claire. I have Hi'ilani. Um... Bruh, there's so many people. Lisa, um, Helen, all of these women. I mean, there's even some Kane too, but the ones that I talk to the most, Anella, Bruh, um, even Lily Noy. She's off kind of doing her own thing, but Lily Noy too. Um, I am so grateful for these women mama too like because they really pour into me and show me that i am heard i am what i say matters um they they really help with my self-worth because i've struggled with that casey how the fuck did i not say casey first um and and also lauren like you women, I I am so blessed. I really, really, really am. And I've said this on my podcast before. I feel like I found my my people. Pull my cutie is another. There's so many. Like I'm trying my best to name everybody. And so if I've missed anybody, I just it color my I, I apologize. But yeah, I am so grateful for High Vibe Hui. I might have said this yesterday. Sometimes I don't really know what I'd be saying on here. And if I said it or if I not, if I didn't, if I just thought about it. But I am so grateful for this hui because it feels like a real family. It feels like we are really a team and we're really there to support each other. And we're rooting each other on. We want what's best for the other person. Like we were really, it's like a real fucking family. Amy too. Like she's not my coach, but, but she is a coach on our team. And oh my gosh, I'm just... And, and and for trusting me, that is the biggest thing. Like, you guys trusted me enough to do this with me. And I just freaking mahalo you guys for sticking through and not quitting. Um, it's just, that means a lot, a lot, a lot to me. Um, I think that was number nine. Okay, number 10 would be... Um, 
Hmm. I am grateful for... You see how hard this is when you don't write it down? Am I saying mahalo, mahalo? I am grateful for High Vibe Hui, mahalo, because they help, they, they help me to feel heard, seen, and all that good stuff. Mahalo, mahalo, mahalo. Um, shit, it's almost 20 minutes already. Um, number 10, I am grateful for... I am grateful for Harmons. That's a grocery store over here that doesn't that doesn't um, contribute to prison slavery, prison labor. I don't know. I'm getting kind of into that right now because I really think that just because somebody is in prison for committing a crime, um, they shouldn't be treated like dirt. They should be getting paid what they're worth as well. Um, and so there are a lot of big corporations that I actually contribute to that contribute to this idea of modern day slavery. And I don't like it. Um, and so the grocery store that we go to, they don't do that. I already looked. it up. <laughs> they don't contribute to that shit. And so I'm really grateful for that because I can I can go there and I feel good about buying their name brand products um so yeah mahalo 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 harmons so yeah there's my 10 and thank you for listening this is a long freaking episode so yeah and i'm still in the car and it's almost 12 30 and i'm still waiting but i got snacks i got water in fact i need some water i feel like i've been talking too much i'm gonna read a book i'm reading um I am reading this book that is called Oh shit, I just dropped it. That is called You Can Drop It by Ilana Molstein. So I guess I'm gonna get some reading time in with that book. And I think this episode is Pow. So yeah, mahalo to you, first of all. Yeah, that should have been number one for today. Mahalo to you guys for listening. Um, to the podcast I see the numbers and I, I it blows my mind I'm like wow that many people actually want to listen to my fucking blah 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 how crazy fucking awesome so mahalo 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 you holy shit it's I've been in this car for two hours already uh coming of a pasta test so He's telling me that he can retake it right now if he wants to. So I don't know. I just I just told him, do whatever you like do. Like whatever. I've already been in the damn car for two hours, so what's another hour? Um but I just I go read my book, you know, whatever. But I just wanted to get on here and fucking update you guys because I'm bored in the car still. And in the car bored. Okay. Aloha. Pray for me. Oh, I almost forgot. I wanted to talk about the Mayan calendar. Yeah, that's what I was sharing. So I was seeing online that this guy came up with this theory that maybe the date for the Mayan calendar was wrong because we didn't um, take into account that back in the 1700s, 
Um, we switched from a Julian calendar to a Gregorian calendar. And so because of this, apparently there were like 11 days out of the year that got erased or whatever that we didn't take into account with the Gregorian calendar. Um, and so if you multiply that by however many years the when this has been going on, um, we are, where is it? Hold on. I screenshot it. Okay. So he took the years, 268 years, multiplied it by the 11 days, came up with 2,948 days, divided that by 365 days per year, which gave us eight years. So if that's right, um, the date, I guess, should be June 21st, 2020, instead of December 21st, 2020, which is peculiar because the winter solstice is December 21st, 2020, or 2020, 2012. And then June 21st, 2020 is actually the, the summer solstice. So instead of the winter, it was the summer. But I don't know. I don't know how much truth there is to this, just so you guys know. Um, I'm just sharing the theory that I that I read online. But I thought it was kind of peculiar because during that time of December 21st, 2012, um, Venus was retro back in the same place. And she is going to be joined by Mercury in retrograde today. Like right now, that's what's going on right now in the sky. So if you are experiencing similar things that were going on through in your mind, you know, very similar during that time right now, um, there, that, that could be a reason. There's something there for you to learn. There's some, yeah, shit like that. Yeah, you know about that kind of stuff, I would say. So anyways, um, so that was very interesting. Um, but for me, I don't think it's talking about the end of the world, you know, like we're, we're experiencing all this stuff, right? Where it's like end times, you know, or it's like COVID, quarantine, social distancing, people out of work, the economy is all fucked up, riots, protests. Um, it feels a lot more end of the worldy um, than it did in 2012, in my personal opinion. But um, I feel like the end times, that's what it's talking about is the end times, the end of the world as we knew it, not really necessarily the end of the world, just we have a new normal. Yeah. Um, so things are never going to be the same again. We've got institutions that are breaking down, you know, the government can't keep functioning the way that it's functioning. These structures are not working anymore for who we have evolved as um into as a race the human race you know and so a lot of people are awakening this is the age of aquarius um the age of aquarius is you know there's a lot of revolts riots um it's people coming together and fighting for a common goal um it's it's very much about what is humanitarian what's good for the people what's ponoya and so you're seeing all of that and so in the beginning it's not going to be pretty but once all of this is over we will will we will win i guess you could say we'll be successful and there will be a very long period of time where we experience peace and that's the golden age the age of aquarius but like i said got to fight you got to fight for what is right um another thing is understanding what the mayan calendar is about um this is my understanding though okay so i don't i don't know if i'm like interpreting it correctly but from what i remember reading about they were talking about a sun 
um, there, we were in this period of, of what they called the fifth sun and we were, sh- were shifting into what is called the sixth sun. And so that, and that date from that calendar signified the day when the fifth ener- the fifth sun energy and the sixth sun energy were going to be equal, if that makes sense. So during um like 1991 or something when we were in that fifth sun energy um the sixth sun energy entered in um entered during that time and it started gather, picking up strength in 2003 and it's been building up its strength okay and so like i said so june 21st 2020 if this is if this theory is correct is the the day when um or during, you know, this time is when the two energies of those suns are going to be equal to each other. And then the fifth sun will start, the energy will start to wane. And then the sixth sun energy will start being, you know, to, to gain more energy until it's just six sun kind things, I guess. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So, um, you might want to do a Google search on this because I don't really know, but I think that time of the fifth sun, the fifth sun was more about what's going on outside of ourselves and, um, I don't know, working on things with that or whatever, whatever. And then I think the sixth sun energy is more about, um, higher consciousness and, um, working on, you know, freeing ourselves from blocks and, and shit like that. So anyways, you might want to, like I said, do some, do, do a Google search on that. If you're interested in learning about, you know, the fifth sun and the sixth sun, this is Aztec kind, I don't know, stuff. So anyways, there's that. So, um, I wanted to share that with you guys. Cause I thought it was really, really interesting. Um, I also saw something on TikTok one time where this guy was just like talking about secrets of the world or some shit like that you know they gotta do them fast like in one minute on the video and he had said something that stood out to me and it was like the mayans had one job it's not 2012 it was 2021 and so i thought that was funny too um i don't know and kind of peculiar so in his thing he was saying that it wasn't 2012 it was 2021 and so i don't know apparently this is leading up to the actual end of that calendar Um, and it's supposed to be next year. So anyways, lots of theories out there. Um, I say, take it all with a grain of salt. This lady doesn't know how to fucking drive. She can't even reverse out of a damn parking stall. And she's driving a really nice Porsche SUV looking thing. I think it's a Porsche. Um, just give me your car lady. What the hell? Anyway. Okay. Mahalo for tuning in. You guys, I can go. Aloha. If you enjoyed this pukana, share them with your mother, your father, your auntie, your brother, your sister, your uncle, your neighbor, and all your holoha on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and kanakabootycloud.com. Big huge mahalos to my cousin DJ Osnizzle, aka Osna, for all of the music in my intro and my outro.